Welcome to the Explicit Chaplain with your host, Chaplain Chris Smith. Hey, welcome back. I am the Explicit Chaplain, Chaplain Chris Smith. Yeah. Still learning the system. Hey, so we got a story for y'all. Um, so, uh, my dad uh, started his uh, career off. Well, he went to the army um, back uh, prior to Vietnam. Um, got out, uh, went to college, then go to seminary. Became a Methodist minister um, well before I was born. And fast forward to the future. Um, he did a lot of ministry work. And anyway, we had a lot of bottle time at the house. So one evening, uh, we're sitting. This is in Negley, Texas, a little small, super small community. The house I was I lived in is no longer there. I looked it up on Maps or Google, and uh, you see the foundation, but the house is no longer there. So who knows? They might have moved it um, somewhere else. It was a house that we rented uh, for about eighty dollars. Uh, a month. I think it was $80 or $820 back in the eighties. Um, so it was pretty dirt cheap and we felt like we lived in the, you know, the ghetto. So, uh, one evening, uh, my dad had, uh, my brother and I, we were sitting down. Um, he had the Bible out and we we're talking about something. And my brother was to the left of me. I was sitting kind of in the middle of the couch ish. And uh, my dad looked over at us and was, he said, uh, I'm looking over like, I'm looking over like my dad was looking over at me. But he said, Sons, do you want to give your life to the Lord? Me and I was like, Eh, sure, why not? You preach it all the time. Might as well do it, right? And my brothers, you know, just follow suit. And I believe this is why I'm so whack in some of my theological viewpoints. Because a lot of people have salvation experiences and they say, hey, man, I was at summer camp and man, the God touched me and they're crying and their eyes are all pouring out. It's like, it was glorious, right? Other people, man, I was like at church, man, I just felt the anointing come upon me. I felt the Lord come upon me. I had to run down to the front altar. Oh, Lord, right? No, you know what? You know what happened to me? I still remember it, man. There's certain smells that permeate your brain. There's, there's certain smells that just stay there in, 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 in your nose, right? You can't just get rid of it. So this couch I was sitting on um, was one of those old school orange floral couches, three cushions, little cool little backing, um, the wood, dark wood handles, right? Um, there was no, there was no skirt. It was, it was just open bare on the bottom. And it, 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 yeah, three cushions. And we had this couch as a hand-me-down or I should say inheritance. My, my mom's mom. So my grandmother on my mom's side or not. And anyway, two generations above me on my mom's side. She passed away from Lucarian's disease. And we inherited this couch after she passed away. So who knows how old the couch was? I think those couches were made in the 50s or 60s. I don't know. This is the 80s. So the couch is probably, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years old by the time we get it. And so there's been a lot of people that sat on it, right? Lots and tons and tons of people that sat on it, right? They, 
People come over the house, they sit on it. People come over the house, they sit on it, right? Now we're sitting on it, right? So my salvation experience was me getting off my butt, getting on my knees, turning around and facing that couch, put my head in my hands like this, and all I can remember is a smell of butt. Lots and lots and generations of butt. And I, the only thing I could think of is that smells like a lot of butt. I don't know if they just didn't wipe their butts or just farted a lot on the couch, but all I remember is smelling butt. Lots and lots and lots of butt. I mean, that's it. So I think the reason my theological viewpoints are so flipping jacked up is because when I think about salvation experience, all I do is smell butt. That's all I do. I don't see no glorious lights. I don't see no camp counselor. I don't see any like holy ghost moments, right? All I smell is butt. That's all I see. I see orange flowers, dark wood handles of a couch, and I smell butt. Lots and lots of generations of butt crack, stanky stuff. Ugh. I don't even remember the prayer, man. I was so fixated on the butt smell. I don't even remember the prayer. And what that's not the only problem, right? So every night, guess what we had to do? Get on our hands and knees, not hands and knees, just knees, right? And smell butt as we prayed to the Lord. So maybe I'm just a little jacked up in the flipping head, man. Because when I think about praying to God when I was young or my salvation experience, all I do is smell butt. I don't know whose butt. It could have been my butt. It could have been your butt. It could have been grandpa's butt. It could have been grandma's butt. It could have been the dog's butt. I don't know what, the, what butt it was, but lots and lots of butt. Sorry. I've been traumatized since I was a child. It was pretty traumatic, as you can tell. <laughs> so why did I turn around and have to smell butt? B-U-T-T. Why could I just sit there? Add it to the butt smell in my own butt and just accepted Jesus right there. And I wouldn't have had to smell butt. Makes for an interesting story. Yes. But I'm still traumatized. Why can I just sat there? Deposited my own butt smell. Not smell it, just, just deposited it. And just accepted Christ like that. Ladies and gentlemen, or whatever you identify as, I'm going to give you a little secret. There is no special recipe. There is no special doctrine, special concoction of words. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in Jesus Christ wherever you are. Don't feel the need to turn around and kneel down and smell butt.
You don't have to. You can do it right where you are. Right where you are. You think so, Jesus? How about we do this life together? Jesus? Pretty sure you're real. I'd like to take you out. Jesus Christ does not really care how you accept him. Jesus Christ was hanging out in heaven. The right hand of God. He didn't have to flip and leave, man. But God so loved the world that he gave his only son that who would ever believe in him will live for eternity. You see, when the earth was created, God knows all things, right? God's omnipresent. God's everywhere, right? God's all-powerful, omnipotent. That's the word, omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipresent, everywhere, and all-knowing. I can't think of the word right now. All-knowing, right? So if God's all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, that means he transcends time and space. Right, so he transcends time and space. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. John 1-1. One, one. Genesis 1-1. One, one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he spoke things into existence. And John 1 says the Word, so God's Word was with him, and the Word was Jesus. So when God speaks, Jesus, 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 comes out. So Jesus was from the beginning. And from the beginning, if God is all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, all that jazzy, snazzy stuff, right? They would come up with theology and you're like, hey guys, this is a special word, right? Just means everywhere, all the time. And can do whatever he wants to. And he's going to know everything, anytime, everywhere. That means he knew Adam was going to sin. That means he knew Adam and Eve were going to eat the fruit that they should not have eaten. Okay? Knew they were naked, right? And then when hid themselves because they were they were knew they were naked and they were ashamed. The first slaughter was when God killed some animals, gave them the bird and put on their loins and stuff. I don't know what it looked like. I mean, who knows, man? Could have looked Fred whatever, Flintstone. But before that moment when the earth was formed, Jesus Christ and God had to make a commitment that he was going to die on the cross however many years. Scholars want to argue about that crap. Who cares? However many years he wanted to, that, that separation between the moment the earth was formed and it spoke into existence and him dying on the cross. He knew it from that moment. 
And the irony of it is Adam and Eve were formed and they were naked and they were unashamed. But when sin came into their lives, nakedness became shame. So let's fast forward. God chooses the time to send his son from heaven to the earth, to the cross, to hang. And what they don't show you in church, my dear children out there, old people, wherever you want to call yourselves. Jesus Christ was fully flipping freaking naked. He was all out. Everything exposed. He hung on that cross fully flipping exposed. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to show my old man body off. But he was fully exposed. Exposed. There was nothing hidden. Nothing. He exposed what was sin, decided to call shame. The God created as beautiful. But he was bruised and beaten and stricken and freaking jacked the flip up, hung on a freaking cross for our sins and exposed what the world called shame. It was to instill fear in anyone who saw that body, that person on the cross, on the hill, for people to see for miles around. Yet so many churches, at the end of their service, they have some worship music playing in the background. And they say, everyone, please bow your heads. Say some soft words. And then, like if anybody wants to give their life to Christ, now is the time. Please raise your hand. Okay, you put them down now. They finished a little prayer. Okay, everybody, you can put your hands up. Let's give those everybody a clap. Well, my Christ freaking died on the cross, flipping and freaking exposed. You want people to accept Jesus Christ in secret and darkness when he did it in the freaking light. He did it when the sun shone. Because you know what happened? The clouds went dark when that dude died. The veil in the temple was torn. Salvation was completed at his death when he is fully exposed, fully freaking naked, fully up there so everybody can see everything about Jesus Christ. There was nothing that was not exposed, but you want your freaking head bowed and you want your freaking eyes closed so you can do it in secret. I don't get it. I'm the explicit chaplain, Chris Smith. God loves you. Jesus loves you. And so do I.